Cold Bloom, the fly Pokemon. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. Uh, my name is Ian. This is Paul Damien. And this is Kenny. Uh, hey, we're talking about more spooky stuff this week. Whoa! Ooh, I'm just going to do that every time. Cronenberg! <laughs> uh, we're talking about The Fly, 1986. Cronenbergen it up, up in this bitch. Fucking yeah. Jeffrey... L. Goldblum and Obama. Gina M. Davis. I'm just going to make up middle initials for Also Obama. Obama. He's a little child in the movie. He's yes. just in the background for yeah. one scene, but he was there. Yeah. He's um, Fun fact. Shulin. He's like, one day I be president. Have <laughs> um, you seen this film before? I had never seen this film before. Have you? Uh, I've seen the parts where pieces start falling off of him. Oh, okay. But that's it. I would have never watched this movie in my entire fucking life if it wasn't for you motherfuckers <laughs> making me. So that's how I ended making. up here. How did you, well, like you know, it? <laughs> how did you like it? Motivating through yeah. this podcast to get me to sit through this. Let's, and, let's start with your shit. Well, yeah. the, here's the thing. At the end of the day, it was maybe what eight percent of this movie that was hard for me. It to was watch. the last you know thirty I mean? minutes of the film. I mean, there was a few things trickled throughout there, you know, but uh, like the last maybe forty five minutes or so. But yeah, I mean, it surprised me how little of this movie was like mm-hmm. tough for me to watch and how mu- how much actual lead up we had to before it got true Cronenberg style just like mess natural, and nonsense right? yeah and I can see the iconicness of this film but beyond that there's about 8% of this movie that was just about completely unwatchable for me wow. so okay cool <laughs> it's cause I'm a squeamish little baby <laughs> y'all can make fun of me for it but that's it's my curse in this world I think I'm stuck at the rim of believing in it you know yeah. what I mean? Like the edge of belief. where The rim job? Yeah, the rim job is what I usually call it. Good. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm stuck at the rim job where I just, I see it and I'm like, sick special effects. I don't ever see it in like turned inside out baboon. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know what I mean? No, absolutely. So I, I had, this was my first time watching this but movie. But inside out baboon did look oddly similar to the Thing Dog. Inside yes. Out Thing Dog. Yeah. Yeah. Inside Out Thing Dog. So. For sure. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun watching this movie. I, yeah. I really enjoyed this movie. And it surprised me, because I'd watched Videodrome before. Mm-hmm. I, I have a hard time remembering a lot of it. And then i seen some of Scanners before. But this was kind of Cronenberg's first like big, well-known piece and it's kind of interesting to see how much of it acts and is like just a normal ass movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Until it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it was very smooth. And then the transition into the, the like grotesque was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. It slowly pushed him to that edge and it, it made the viewing experience a lot better for me. Yeah. When was the last time you saw any of this movie, Paul Damien? I, I don't know. I was probably like 10. 10. Was yeah. this something that you would have been weary of watching? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. I See, I think I see special effects like this, and I can't help but think of Ninja Turtles. Oh. And I love the fucking Ninja Turtle movies. Uh-huh. And it, like, I don't know where the barrier is where I would have as a child been like oh it it doesn't look any more real than a ninja turtle and yeah. i know for sure the ninja turtles are <laughs> or, not real yeah those are dudes in suits as fuck yeah. yeah but i remember being a fucking scaredy cat as a kid so i'm sure i would have not wanted to watch this well, i mean i arguably the fucking when when he like changes he looks a lot better 
than the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> you know, so. Well, worse, you know, but better exactly. and looking worse. Exactly. <laughs> Good call. That's why uh, I kind of stumbled on saying better. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, and I really liked the setup for this film. I mean, it kind of really just gets going. We're just immediately, you know, introduced to Jeff Goldblum just very, uh, I guess, ignorantly being like, hey, you're a journalist, right? Let me go show you this thing I'm trying to keep a hundred percent secret and like kind of bad plan there bud yeah uh, uh, well i mean he was trying to fuck her yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works like in all honesty that's what he was really after and then he was like well i guess i guess we could do some journal stuff yeah. <laughs> um i love that he uh hates transportation yeah <laughs> so it's like uh like his secret core reason of wanting to invent Teleportation, teleportation which is what this whole movie hinges on is that is he gets it? motion sickness he's like there's no no moving yeah when you're just there all of a sudden <laughs> yeah so he's building teleportation pods for anyone who hasn't seen this movie before and i don't know why you're listening to this if you haven't <laughs> pause <laughs> know, right, right now and go be terrified i for love 90 minutes i love that she she mistakes them for like uh luxury phone booths yeah <laughs> and he calls them telepods which doesn't help his yeah, case no. <laughs> you know what i mean she's yeah. like yeah that's what i yeah, said telephone pods <laughs> fancy phone booths what you think i'm fucking stupid or something i you know, know phone booths when i see one true <laughs> you know um uh whenever uh, little old, uh, Stevie Jobs was dreaming <laughs> up the, the iPhone. He wanted to call them telepods, but then this movie came out and he's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I, I I like half believed you. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Well, they're my phones. What am I gonna What am I gonna call them? <laughs> my phones, iPhones, <laughs> my pods, my, my pods. pods. Yeah. They're my pods." God damn it. Um, so yeah, Gina Davis and, and Jeff Goldblum go back to his cool-ass uh, warehouse, which looks like the same set of like Wayne's World 2 or Big Daddy. It looks like Big Daddy's house. Yeah, it yeah. really looks it like the apartment is. in Big Daddy yeah. with a door that's just so convenient for yeah. anyone who wants to walk in. Does yeah. it lock? I don't think so. <laughs> that's a good call. It's just like it a... seems like anyone can come and go whenever they fucking want. Exactly. It's got like um it's got one of those boards that comes down yeah. like in a castle. You just, you just put it in front. Yeah. But it doesn't do anything. <laughs> and apparently it's on like the top floor of this building because Which, we do get a scene where all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, did we really have to be climbing like 10 st- stories of stairs yeah. this whole time and no one's bitched until the, <laughs> the He's like, girl. "Yeah, there's a la- there's a there's an elevator, but it's like nine floors up." <laughs> <laughs> I it's hard to believe that it's so far up because you would need that. That door is for freight. Yeah. And do they make like multi? I guess if they have a freight elevator, but still, like I don't know. That's so weird that it's so yeah. high up. And mm. it's like, was that his choice to have the freight door so that he could get all the pieces maybe oh, into his in apartment better? Yeah. It's like a way he modded his apartment to be able to get all the supplies in. But even still, there's got there's more convenient places, you know. Or <laughs> for sure, for sure, I like that um i like that he had like outsourced all this shit yeah and that the movie was straight up about that and he's not like this super genius who can build lasers and invent teleportation you know it was a very realistic science base where he's like no i don't know how to build all of these things i just have the idea of how to put them together and then what (laughs) the fuck i dropped (laughs) spider-man he's flicking you off about it yeah so you asshole (laughs) He's still flip, flipping off Kenny, though. Uh, yeah, it makes it gave it a level of realism that you know you wouldn't expect yeah. you know, just by doing that. Definitely, but I like that a lot because that's true. 
Mm-hmm. That is like how most invention works is like, yeah, I have this idea for this thing, but I need this fucking lightning bolt shooter to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know how to build that or have the resources to build that. You know, yeah. I don't have fucking animantium just lying around. You know? <laughs> um, it's also funny that Gina Davis works for a science magazine. Yeah, or like I guess that's yeah, what, what, what it, it was. It called Particle Sun. Particle, just particle. Oh, the particle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sun was the fake press thing that charlie bartlett used oh that was <laughs> that was last week yeah <laughs> my bad yeah gave. Um, but uh no it's funny that she works for particle mm-hmm. and that she's have she had this on and off again relationship with her boss and her boss like their offices are like super decked out oh and my God. her boss is like a rich man he looks like he does car. stocks or something yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but he's a fucking publisher at a science magazine were magazines that fucking big in the 80s and was science that big in <laughs> the I, 80s you know, i would say that yes magazines probably were that big but in the science 80s magazines. but not science ones there weren't <laughs> um, that many nerds out there i think one of my favorite parts with him in it uh-huh. is after she starts dating jeff goldblum's character mm-hmm. and then she's like i've just there's something really big and i just i gotta stick to it and he's like what his cock yeah <laughs> and he's not wrong <laughs> yeah he's like I, I hated that he ended up having to be like our semi-hero by the end of the movie because they paint him horribly I he's know. like this creepy publisher that like takes showers in women's houses against their will like yeah everything about him was like this guy's gonna be eaten by the fly because he's a villain and then it was that's not the scenario we it's, got with him it's almost like cronenberg was like Hey, you want to be with weird stinky over here who admits he doesn't shower very often, or do you want to be with, you know, rude clean guy in your apartment? You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, what is happening here? Both invasive species, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fly and the perv, you know. <laughs> What's it called? But when he right before he said that in my head, I was like, yeah, his guy. <laughs> <laughs> Cronenberg knew where he was. Yeah, he, he set the joke up just right. <laughs> He's like, one day there's going to be this guy named Paul Davian. Yeah. yeah he He's going to be a fucking idiot. He loves love, a good cock joke. He loves cock jokes. <laughs> 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 but yeah, her publishes, her publisher. Her publishes. His name's also like incredibly weird. It's like Stasen or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like every time they sent his name, I was like, is that, why would they give him such Stathis. a name? Stathis. Stathis. Yeah. Stathis. It's because he's still in Stathis. <laughs> yeah. He's he's Jacob Stakem's brother, Stathis Jacob. Stathis. Stathis Stakem. <laughs> Jason he's, Stathis. He's a real dickhead. Yes. And I fucking hate him. And I, you're right. I can't believe it's almost like Cronenberg was not ever interested in painting a good outcome for yeah. this movie. Ever like you're stuck with shit, and I I think that that's kind of realistic, you know. But. Men suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Goldblum's character, uh, Brundle. Gotta love that name. Later becomes Brundlefly. Yeah, the, the, which What's... worked out so good. Yeah. yeah. Brundle. I have to believe there's a real like species. Like Grendel. Yeah, like yeah. Grendel. But I have to believe there's a real species of fly that's been like homaged to be named the <laughs> Brundlefly based on this. You know, I really, uh, I really I wanna, have to believe that. Yeah. Now I want to look it up. And they're like the horrifying looking flies. <laughs> Uh, but he proves to Gina Davis that teleportation is real because I guess she has very special stockings that you can't find anywhere except for on <laughs> Gina Davis's leg. Yeah, he's like something super unique, and she pulls off like a one cent stocking you can yeah. probably buy anywhere. <laughs> Especially in the eighties, is like fifteen. Cents. Yeah, but what are the chances that he's gonna have that stocking? True, that's very true. Unless 
I thought it'd be like a piece of jewelry of or something. Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and he did ask for a piece of jewelry. She He's was like, just like, I, I don't tra- wear jewelry. Yeah, Hot. only panties. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. He seemed like the you'd be prettier without it type. So yeah. or Stathis. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought that that was neat. But then it's revealed that he can't transport organic life but he owns right. two tw- twin brother baboons just to yes. practice someday <laughs> well he doesn't own them yet it's not until they strike up their <laughs> whole book deal idea that he decides to buy a couple of baboons <laughs> yeah that are brothers yeah. we get revealed. <laughs> um how do you guys feel about that does that track because he later explains that it's recreating an approximation mm-hmm. of the non-organic uh, well, no, n- non-organic is not the right word. Non inanimate. Inanimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what it essentially does is it it uh, scans it, mm-hmm. finds out what it's made up, and then and then how it's structured, and then it breaks it down and rematerializes it, which is actually um, how uh, teleportation is described in a lot of different, like by a lot of different people uh-huh. um, in Willy Wonka. Uh, uh, that's how they teleport the little boy into, into the, the TV. TV. Yes. Yeah, and that Willy Wonka explains it like that. Like he's above our heads, broken down into millions of different pieces, and he's going to be reconstructed on the other side. That, but that doesn't seem like the most practical way that teleportation could work. Because you would need, because how yes uh, is that? No. Is that creating a new radio wave? That's essentially creating a new you. No, yes, that's what I Theoretically, think. are you even the same person on the other that's, side? That's what I'm saying. And we get that, you know, when he first comes out, is he like, is it me? Am I something new? Who, who's to say, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly the ultimate question of, you know, because, I, it's an obvious, obviously not taking the original parts and putting them back right. together. It's recreating those parts into the same exact You're format. So, so disintegrated and reintegrated. Bleh. So Brundle dies. Yes. Yeah. In, in this theory of teleportation... You are a clone on the other end. Yes. yes. A clone, a perfect clone, though. Yes. So and you so, have the same memories and same age and everything. And you've perfectly yeah. de- dematerialized your previous self. So there's no worry about having to run into yourself awkwardly yeah. on the street. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I still don't believe in true teleportation, even in that sense, because you would need the material to create it out of nothing on the other end. You would need a tube or something unless there is a way that I was saying, like through radio wave or through Wi-Fi, which can't be real because that's not physical. You know what I mean? It couldn't carry physical atoms across an infinite plane. Yeah. Theoretically, all you would need is energy. Okay. Because um, so just lots of monster energy drinks, <laughs> yeah. just a <laughs> few five hours. You know, I know like, the perfect way to <laughs> pour one of those into because, that. But basically, um, uh, matter uh-huh. and energy is equal to each other. It's the same thing, right? So, like you know, Einstein. That's what E equals mc right. squared means. So um, you can convert matter into pure energy that's where we get hydrogen bombs, mm-hmm. you know, or like nuclear bombs. Uh, so the if you do the reaction the opposite oh, way, theoretically, you can turn inverting. pure energy into matter. Isn't that what that big-ass tunnel in Europe does? And you know what I'm talking about? It's like that gig- the world's the, biggest no, machine. The, the Autobahn. Hydron collider. Yeah, then they just like, <laughs> smash it and like, energy together and make new... So what they're, they're doing is they're, they're, they're replicating situations at the beginning of our universe, the theoretical beginning of our universe. Right. 
Yeah, so they're it's just called trying the to Autobahn. See. There you go, the Autobahn. As fast <laughs> as you want. <laughs> you can be the Large kind of, Hydron Collider. The Large Hydron. I don't know. The LHC. <laughs> yes, I know what you're talking about. Long hot cock in the LHC. <laughs> yeah, it's circular. Stathis is terrified of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is cock? <laughs> Is LHC? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, teleportation in this is exactly that. Yeah. Dematerialize, dematerializing. Jesus, I can't speak today. And rematerializing. <laughs> On the Bat- other side. Batman Mobile. There you go. <laughs> um, and, but it has deconstructed to the point where it deconstructed your brain. Mm-hmm. Would reconstruction of the same brain create the same thought? See, that's where we get into like the Soul. computer would have to know you more. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he would have to. So when he teaches a computer about what a human is, maybe he's inputting himself into that. You know right. what I mean? So it's it's like the, the Johnny Depp movie. What was that one called? Transcendence. Transcendence. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's another thing. Like, is he is that really? I haven't Johnny seen Depp, that movie. You know? Yeah. But yeah, exactly. It's a approximation mm. yeah right yeah i think the the best way to get around this would be like uh stargate on oh. stargate they just simply pass through they're not mm-hmm. broken down and rematerialized it's a wormhole. It's yeah it's, it's wormhole it's a wormhole he in a sense it's a wormhole it's not it's a wormhole yeah <laughs> it's a wormhole have you guys ever played wormhole <laughs> where you throw the beanbags at the other guy's wormhole what? Uh, oh, cor- cornhole. Cor- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. We got it. Let's there. play wormhole. <laughs> Let's play wormhole. <laughs> worms. Uh, you remember the worms game? I had a creepy oh, guy. Oh, yes. I had a creepy guy in an alley come up and say that to me, and I had to get away from me. He's like, you want to play some wormhole? And I was like, no. He's like, please, please play wormhole with me. That reminds me of a South Park episode. Jeez. Um, <laughs> where they uh, they get some sea people. You're a uh-huh. South Park like they, guy. They order some sea people. Um, on the internet and they're really happy about it and they're like these things are fucking stupid yeah. and they're like wouldn't it be funny if we put it in our teacher's drink Yeah. and so they put it in her drink and later on she dies oh god and on the news they're like they found semen in her stomach <laughs> and so they think <laughs> that the sea monkeys they put in and, her drink yeah. are the semen, semen. And, and so they retrieve the semen yeah. well they, they go to get more oh they do okay yeah and they mix it in with the sea people. Yes, with the sea, the monkeys, sea monkeys that they have. And they create, it like mixes in and creates a whole new like, like a super society. Race. But what I was <laughs> wanted to talk about was... That all happens in this episode, yes, really? So How, oh, by the way, the teacher who uh, who died, her name is Miss Chokes on Dick. Uh, but um, what's it called? So the way fun, they yeah. got the semen. Uh-huh. Do, you, do you remember that? No. So Cartman said... Uh, I got the semen uh, oh, to for chef. free. No. Oh. He says, I got the semen for free. And they're like, really? Somebody just gave it to you for free? He was like, yeah, some guy in the alley <laughs> gave it to, gave me the semen for free, but he said I had to close my eyes and suck it out of a tube. <laughs> it's the worst television show ever. <laughs> it's the worst television show ever. <laughs> the shit they've gotten away with over the years is unreal to me. I don't think they got away with any of it. People are still mad at them. <laughs> But they kept doing it. <laughs> True. Yeah. Shameless. I'm I'm sure Simpsons did that at some point. <laughs> a, a fucking child That's, sucking a dick joke. I mean, yeah. There's also there's a South Park episode 
about the Simpsons. Yeah. They're like, Simpsons did it. Yeah. They already did that. Yeah, it was a good episode. That was I love the Simpsons. These are both good episodes. They're just, you kind of have to close your eyes and take it. <laughs> close <laughs> I mean, your eyes and suck it out of a water too. hose. Yeah, when it comes to South Park. True, true. Ooh. Sorry, I keep yelling. Anyway, I love Gina Davis. Yeah, Gina Davis. I think Davis. I'm, I'm a little hot for I Gina Davis. For a, while, <laughs> for a while, I was like, why does she look exactly like that girl from the Marvel movies? Well, what Marvel movies? That the one girl from the Marvel movies. She was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, Haley Atwell? Is that her name? Is that who you're thinking of? Who's Haley Atwell? The, the woman that's always by the side of... Um, Phil Coulson? Maria Hill. Nick Fury. Oh, no. Maria Hill. Like, those ladies don't look alike. Talking about Maria Colby Hill. Smolder? They look alike a little bit. I don't yeah, think Kobe Smolder. I don't think she looks like Gina Davis. No, I don't I think Haley Atwell looks more like Gina Davis. Haley Atwell is, uh, of course, Captain, nah, Kobe Smolder Captain Carter. Like oh, okay. I was really like, who's Haley Atwell? What'd you say? She looks like her. They look like her. Really? I think so. I thought so for a little bit. Um, I mean, you know who Gina Davis though is, though, right? Like Beetlejuice, yeah. you know. Liga, yeah, Liga, I know who she Liga, is. League of Their Own. It's a good movie. I love that movie. We should do that for the podcast. Stuart Little. Stuart Little. Stuart Little. Stuart Little. She's the mom of Stuart Little. She's uh, her name in Stuart Little is Gina Lu- Little. Yeah, um, Gina Davis is a great actor, actress, actor. And I was surprised. I What's mean, appropriate nowadays? Yeah, I think you say either. I didn't know she was even in this movie. Oh. So it was a genuine surprise to yeah. me. I, the yeah. only thing I knew about this movie was Jeff Goldblum Monster. So that was I, pretty much all I was walking into. I didn't know uh, who who was in this movie at all. And so I was extremely surprised when I saw Jeff Goldblum. And even more surprised because I was like, he, my little brother Chris kind of looks like a young Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Is that hair? Is that big old brain? Yeah, no, it's his hair. hair. Yeah. Like, here, I'm going to pull up a, a picture. Okay. <laughs> so <I can laughs> compare it to that Jeff Goldblum. Um, yeah, uh, let's take a quick break and then when we come back, we'll finish talking about the fly. Uh, but for sure, bring up that picture of your little brother, dude. <laughs> look at that, everybody. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and look what at that. What a handsome man. Look at that, everybody. Okay, we'll be right back. So, Ken, you want to open the Pokemon, Pokemon cards? What Pokemon cards? I, I bought some Pokemon cards. At you got the store. those boo packs? The spooky packs? Yeah, the they're lost. No, I didn't get those. Why? Because, well, no, I have some at home, but I'm going <sighs> to give those away at Halloween, for Halloween. What if a kid... You're not going to keep any for yourself? I, okay. So, <laughs> I buy two of the 40 packs, and then I, me and Amber have been opening one of the 40 packs, and the other 40 pack we're going to give away for uh, Halloween. But we're probably going to buy one more. That way, we could just have a lot to give away. That's cool. What would you do if a kid opened one in front of you and you got a big dick Charizard? Would you be pissed? Would you, would you take like, it back from him? I, I'd be like, Big Dick Charizard's not even supposed to be in this set. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I'd be pretty upset. And it what was if, like... What if he? What if the kid was pissed and he was like, I don't even want this shit. I want Big Chungus. And he ripped it Yeah, and he ripped it up. And it was like the exclusive <sighs> double holographic like jumbo Charizard. He had like the double-sized dick. Like he, it, he even had the piercing, the barbell. Yeah, yeah. Jumbo, jumbo Charizard, like the jumbo cards. So like it was like in a normal-sized <laughs> pack yeah, and it just it grows yeah. like his dick. Yeah. yeah. The penis um, was life-size. I think I think I would like front kick the kid in the face Uh and just watch him like tumble backwards down the driveway. Probably obliterate if you (laughs) kicked him in the face. That sounds like fun. He'd be fucking decimated. (laughs) I think that would be worth it. Honestly, I think that would be worth one big dick Charizard. I'm a demon. Okay, cool. Hell yeah. 
Now we know. Uh, open let's open these fucking All Pokemon right. I guess. Isn't there like some weird rule to doing this? Yeah. Are you going to teach me? Yeah. Senpai? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up and open I'm scared. So he's Professor Oak and you're Ash Ketchum in this. All right. So this is red. the Sword and Shield Lost Origin Edition. This had what? Galliana? Is that her name? Gardevoir. There you go. That. And that's a. That's a shiny Gardevoir, right? That is shiny Gardevoir, yeah. And that's a. No, it's No, hang on. I got it. It's a. Furterion. That's the furry Pokemon. Honestly, yes. This is a. You're getting ahead of the game over there. You need to chill. You better hurry. You need to chill the fuck out. You gotta hurry up. It's like already opening his packet. Open this. I don't know how to do it. Okay. Just open it. <laughs> like it's just plastic. And I like to go like that. What'd you call me? I, like, I am not a material like thing, this. okay? I like to open it strictly from the top. Mm. Like oh, that. Spoil yeah. the card for the card straight up. Uh, open, um, it, open it like shit. Here's your okay. slutty digital so, card. So on the older cards, you get the top three, but you're going to get the top four. Just top four and put them to the bottom. So I the, saw you have a you you got a V star card. You got a V card. Ah, damn it! I'm a virgin. <laughs> mm-hmm. That feels like a waste of a card. I think you have to use it in the game, like when playing. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That feels like I just got chipped on a card. Then yeah, I feel like that every time. Okay, um, but it's so just we gonna pull, pull from the bottom. It's, it's, yeah, pull from the bottom. It takes the place of the energy of the energy card. card. Yeah. Well, I'm a virgin. Hell yeah. <laughs> like a virgin. Okay, let's sorry. Let's see. Let's see. I don't know where I can hang it. Okay, I got a fucking toolbox. You got a fucking toolbox. I got. A swana? Hell oh, yeah. that's cool. That's a what, swan uh, Pokemon? That's what Ducklet turns into. I got a Hiriyama. Ooh. I got Gloom. Gloom. Pretty cool, pretty cool uh, artwork. That is a badass Gloom. Good you know, um, Gloom is extremely uh, smelly. Like one of the most smelly Pokemon around. Well, this is and Gloom on Shroom, if you look <laughs> at the art. <laughs> and I believe, um, what's her name? Belossum. The smell of Blossom's roses depends on how stinky the gloom was that turned oh. into the Blossom. Oh. I got an arc phone, which is from like the newer games. Oh, okay, cool. Arc. all this bullshit. I got a Luminion. A fish. Oh. <laughs> a fish. I got a fish. <laughs> you can tell uh, how much I don't know to know these Pokemon, Noah. Oh, look, Clefairy. It's a bunch of Clefairy dancing under a full moon. Which is... Oh, it's uh, it. it's got an ability moon watching party, dude. Hell yeah, that's what that's what I do every night. I got <laughs> Poliwag. Dang, that's I'm getting some. I cool, actually love that. Poliwag. I'm getting some cool artwork. Look at that. Um, I got Lifty. an Apom, and there's two Apoms. They seem to be chasing each A-palm. other. Apom, right? Is it Apom? It yeah, is Apom. It's like a, it's a palm in your hand, right? I love Apom. No, like a pom pom. <clears throat> And I got, oh my gosh, an Oddish. <laughs> I'm just in Gen 1, Dude, like crazy, yeah. and they match. Yeah, and they're the same art style. Yeah, yeah. That's hey, that's cool. Simple art style. Oh, I got a Spinarak. Hey, cool, Spinarak. Spin me right rack, baby, right rack. All right. Yeah, oh my God, look at this Growlithe. Is that like the Alolan that's, version that's, or something? Hisuian. Uh, yeah, Hisuian. They're, the, they're actually ancient. Oh, mm-hmm. oh! Like, so he shaved. We we're gonna yeah. get, and that's why he's an old, old, old looking <laughs> I got a Litwick, and this looks that's like cool. This looks like one of the clay ones that they put out in, um, like a an actual area and take a photo of. Yeah, um, very spooky, very Halloween. And I got a Lickitung. I am just uh, just Gen <laughs> One. Just I fucking love that Lickitung. All over the that place Lickitung's here. Pretty cool. You got some pretty good cards to be yeah, honest. Probably gonna end up keeping most of these. Oh, seal. What a steal. Uh, that's seal. Uh, kiss from a rose. 
Oh, that's fun. I got a slugma, also pretty cool. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay, next card is going to be a reverse hollow. So reverse hollow Riley, which is a trainer card. Oh, oh weird. sick. All right. That's fucking sick. I got, oh, nice. I got a reverse hollow Lampant. Oh, to go oh to that's, your actually, your, that's actually a pretty dope. cool one. I love yeah. that. Nice. That's a good one. Flickering glow. Um, and is it a fire type or is it dark? It's or fire. Just? Okay, cool, 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 cool. And fire. then my last card, oh, Magurna. What the fuck is that? Oh, Magurna. Magurna. Is the Pokemon? It's a mythical Pokemon, yeah. Weird, let me see. I've never heard of that in my life. Well, I'm like, what? What can in the she video like, games, Is she a robot? Yeah, in the vi- she's a bunch of gears. In the video games, you could only get her through special events. So you what have to you... like go to a GameStop or some shit and co- connect to their Wi-Fi. And what did like Kenny that. get? All right, and my final pull. It's not holographic though, is it? Yeah, it's just a Raichu. Oh Whoa, yeah, you just got cool. a non-holo Raichu. That's lame. Yeah, it still looks cool. It's it's still a rare card. I mean, Ace Spark. It's not like an Ultra. Plus. If you uh, have used your V Spark uh, power, this attack does 120 damage. I'm pretty sad because I, I want to open more cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that high was not high enough. Hey, so uh, Jeff Goldblum's fucking hot in this movie. <laughs> he is. He's a pretty handsome man. Yeah, no, he looks. He's good. He's good. He's he. Good. Um, I yeah, da- I a Daddy Goldblum can could, get it. Just <laughs> did not expect to see him in this film at all. But still honest. comes off as like the very awkward scientist, in my opinion, too. Does a good job of being kind of like the nervous, antisocial, you know, genius that you know he's yeah. meant to be painted as. I felt, I felt both things. He was like, he's too handsome to be this, uh, this awkward. But I guess those that can maybe happen sometimes. But he still has charisma, mm-hmm. even still, and. Enough to pick up a woman and bring her home, like yeah. day one. Yeah, <laughs> but like he, it, he has, he's even gentle in his anger, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's even gentle as the fly. He's manic, but he's still gentle. Like he kidnaps her from the hospital at one point, but softly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, softly. <laughs> like he, you, you I. Dude, she's not like screaming, freaking out the whole time. It's yeah. she like, very, kind of very willingly kind of goes with him. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm gonna pick you up yeah. now. He's hideous. He's like, <laughs> but he's he's still dude, like, he did such a good fucking job, dude. I'm phenomenal, phenomenal mm-hmm. job. Truly, truly, I'm pissed that it took me this long to see this movie. Really? Yes, because <laughs> I was enamored by this movie, like wholeheartedly. I think it's the set. Every little twitch, every little thing he did was perfect. Dude, for sure. The part where they go get cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. I loved the set. I loved the idea of an 80s cheeseburger. I was like, I'll have one. Yes, please. <laughs> Fuck yeah. The office. <laughs> yes, please. The office at Particle. I was like, this looks sick. The city. The yeah. 80s city. The 80s party at the beginning. All of it. A lot of it didn't feel like set pieces in a way. They felt mm-hmm. like real cool places in the 80s you know yeah. or do we know where we're supposed to be does it ever get mentioned what town I, or I think city it's is? probably just assumed to be new york, new york yeah, yeah that's what i was thinking um but yeah i mean everything the set design the telepods the computer interface mm-hmm. the clothing dude and there's not a different a bunch of different set pieces either like no. i mean like uh places yeah there's not a di- bunch of different settings there's maybe like there's five, five or six yeah, yeah. I think there's, oh yeah, six. Yeah, there's hospital, there's bar, there's party, there's office, there's burger joint, there's warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much like, it. <laughs> that's, and the movie being an hour and a half was like really helped that, yeah, you know, for sure. because like 
I feel like if it was even just a little bit longer, you would have to add like one more scene, you know, one more landscape to put it in. Which there was. There was one more scene that got cut and it kind of gave it a new landscape. And Like a final scene? No. Oh, okay. This is a scene that takes place when he's still, he still hasn't admitted to being Brundlefly completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's still trying to find his humanity. And let's talk about the baboons. Yeah. He, we don't see the brother baboon once he's like full Brundlefly yeah. ever again. And it's because <gasps> of this cut scene. Because he ate it. He put, so the first time, because we see there's a prototype telepod uh-huh. that conveniently doesn't have a window so you yeah. it's a cool reveal when it opens up yeah and this scene first displays that where he puts the baboon in one of the see-through pods and a cat in the other one. Oh, and he combines <gasps> them and he makes he makes a chimera bad baboon, baboon cat cat boon that's kind of badass yes and so it attacks him and he has to kill it with a stick all, all the while being sorrowful about it and then he jumps out of the ceiling and onto the roof and he's like kind of remorseful. Uh-huh. And then he feels like this weird pain in his stomach and he ends up falling off of the roof and he falls onto this. I, I would show you on YouTube, but the version on YouTube looks like shit. Yeah. Um, and so he falls onto this awning and we see this back alleyway. And this is like the new set that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I think it's trying to tell us that because he felt fear and was attacked it started the metamorphosis on him, and so he sprouts like a full fly arm out oh, of his shit. stomach, out of his ribs, and he he denies it and he rips it off and he even like bites it off, and apparently this tested so poorly with test audiences that someone threw up. <laughs> I I would have been like, we got to keep that in the film. Yeah, perfect. Somebody threw up. You think fucking Cronenberg would have yeah, like, like here we hit the mark? Yeah. We're we're trying to upset our audience. You know, we're yeah. trying. That's the reaction that we need. There's literal throw up scenes in this movie, and those didn't make people want to throw up. You know, this was that. Honestly, that sounds amazing. That sounds phenomenal. I would have loved to see that. Um, and that would make sense that the all the extra stress would cause the reaction to happen faster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, which let's talk about that. How do you guys feel about the fact that it took metamorphosis for him to become a while fly? Yeah. It brundle fly. There's even one point where he said, I haven't talked to you in the past four weeks. Yeah. when He's talking to uh, mm-hmm. Gina, Davis. Gina Davis character. Yeah. So it take, so, obviously takes him quite a long while to transform into this I thing. I would say probably like two months. How yeah. do you guys feel about the prob- probability of that? I think what we could argue is that even though it splices, you know, because what we find out is that it is the computer splice the DNA them down mm-hmm. to the molecular level, him with the fly that manages to get into the chamber with him on his first drunken night, which also is like, wouldn't the alcohol in his stomach like would that also get transferred over like that was a whole other oh, question i kind of like, had so as far maybe he's as, a little ditzy so. all the time because it's like oh yeah into his bloodstream but maybe? uh you know it's like you would think you'd have to do this kind of shit on an empty stomach you know nothing but human particles being moved from one to the other regardless um we could argue that the fly is so much smaller of a, oh. like a source material that it like slowly takes it time to like evolve gestate. into like yeah, gestate into his the, all the human dna it had you to like think, combine with you would think he would have to be constantly like i don't know like like almost like a nesting period where he'd have to be like under a hot lamp or something for <laughs> it to continue to grow in him or like I mean? have a cocoon um, phase or something even though it's not fly-esque but still I, yeah. I think like i think it's fine i think it makes sense 
only because this was like uh, a fluke accident, mm-hmm. you know, like it it started you know? a chain reaction that led to something else. Later on in the movie, when he has a third pod, he changed the programming to be a genetic splicer. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yes. so I think the first thing was like it, it was almost like a prototype. You know, it did something so, it wasn't even designed to do. Where exactly. then later on, the test with the baboon and cat—that's something that was literally made to immediately perfectly splice their materials together. Good call. Yeah, and I think that that would kind of tie that all together properly. There's even a point where Brundle, in his like superhuman phase, yeah, mm-hmm. goes through the pot again just for kicks, mm-hmm. just to prove to the to the bar girl that. It, he, it can do if it can and, happen yeah and maybe that splices it even deeper and it speeds up the process or like yeah. proficient yeah it just sped it up yeah um i love this whole scene where he's like super brundle and we get the whole stupid acrobat scene where he's like spinning around yeah. on the ball like it's so funny but it's also so obviously a fake you know not jeff goldblum doing it the guy looks like he's like six inches shorter than him <laughs> or something when he lands <laughs> yeah. on the ground and it cuts back and it's a much taller jeff goldblum <laughs> just like look what i have done <laughs> Look what I have become, and then they just fuck. (laughs) (laughs) They fuck for hours. Yeah. Um, The original fly had to have had something like that, right? Mm -hmm. The Mm fifties. I feel like a lot of this had to be like homage material from the original. You know. So I think in the original fly, it's more he becomes like big ant head mask Mm -hmm. with a human esque body, but. There had to have been this superhuman scene mm-hmm. because I think that that's what inspired Spider-Man. Really? Yes. The whole someone stomping up them stairs. Jesus in the morning, <laughs> fucking Hulk's coming to say hi. Oh, you know what it's, it might that's be? That's what I do when I come upstairs. It might be uh, Ashley bringing home a piece of luggage. Oh shit! And so she's probably like, she's lugging bum, it. Bum, that's bum. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I believe the fly was influenced or it influenced spider-man where they were like let's make good spider person when was, yeah. when was spider-man created 62 oh okay. and so the original fly was 53 58 I think. 58 okay 58 so that's that's where my train of thought is going and then i think this movie that scene influenced uh sam raimi because sam raimi is a horror guy that's so true he saw he loves the fly i bet and he was like I'm going to do my fly, but he stays in this phase. Yeah, but he's a hero. Yeah. <laughs> but he's an actual hero. <laughs> Which is what also Steve Ditko was thinking mm-hmm. whenever he was doing the fly. Where As to where Stan Lee was thinking, like, no, but what if he's Superman? What if he's <laughs> our Superman? You know? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> Stan. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, he does become their Superman. But yes, Steve Ditko was more of like, no, what if he's creepy? What if he's kind of cool and creepy? You know? <laughs> That's how we got the human spider version with the six arms and the. Well, yeah. Eventually, I guess I think that that's John Romita and Stan Lee. They eventually do do the, the where he keeps metamorphosis. Yeah, monster esque spider, mm-hmm. monster man, man spider. I think I've learned that I love this fucked up science shit. Yeah, and well, we and something we've even talked about on the show, which is fucking idiot scientists who become their the first test subject to their science they've created. You know, mm-hmm. I bitched about it in Hollow Man. It's like. Tested on anybody else first, you know? Like, he tested on monkeys. Well, that's not a person, though. We <laughs> tested on monkeys in Hollow Man, you know? Like, that was their. They're monkeys. I mean, was it a gorilla? But, you know, same yeah, thing. Big monkeys monkey. have rights They're, to a large our, monkey. Our gorillas are. Our gorilla listeners are going to be pissed. I know. I'm to, sorry. We're going to have to issue a whole. Yeah. Uh, Jane Goodall fucking. We're going to. Going to come kick my ass. <laughs> we're going to piss off Grodd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's going to go Grodd. kill Obama. Barack Obama. <laughs> 
Oh no! Oh no! Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it's. I love the hubris of the mm-hmm. scientist just going through with the experiment. Anyways, it's, this one at least it's maybe Norman Osborn. It's it's uh, Doc Ock. Yeah. This made me feel a little bit better about it, at least, because this wasn't like he had a whole group of scientists. He was also, once again, working on this. That This was at least a secret experiment. So that's why I was like a little more validated. Like he wouldn't he doesn't want to tell anybody about it until it's the perfected version of it. So, of course, he'd be his own first test subject, you know, but don't do it drunk. Don't do it drunk, Jeff, just because you're being a being a jealous boy, you know, clean your house, get a fly trap and then do it. But honestly, Gina Davis's character could have been way more transparent about where she was just running off to. Also, she's like, I got some I got some old gum to scrape off my shoe. And it's like, that's a weird that's a weird analogy for going to break up with your ex-boyfriend. What? what, Your boss's cock? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly, both of them. Well, see, and that's where I love Jeff Goldblum in this movie is he wasn't so manic there. He was like. I got jealous and I went through the machine. He says it like a human being. Yeah. He's not like, mm-hmm. I was fucking jealous, okay? Yeah. You know, like... He's like, well, where were you, where'd you go? He doesn't, yeah. like, accuse her so much as just openly admit, be like, "I are you sleeping with him? That was what upset me. That's what I was worried about. <laughs> and I love it. Mm-hmm. He's I, a well-written character. Yeah. And it too, it's almost like I have to believe they were good friends, especially working on this, him mm-hmm. and Cronenberg, because they knew exactly how to portray all of this to the point where... When he's the fly, he's not truly terrifying. He's yeah. just fucked up. He's you know? terrifying to look at, yes. but yeah, he's not. He doesn't really turn into the full monster. And then even when he thinks he's going to, he admits that in yeah. trade. He's like, "If you stay here, I am going to fucking hurt you. So please leave." And he doesn't even say it that intense. Yeah, he doesn't even say it with intense like that intensity like that. He's just like, "I'm afraid. I'm I'm gonna hurt you." Yeah, so. it found it sounds fearful. Yeah, yeah. more than angry. Exactly. It's so great. Good. It's fucking awesome. I yeah. Love it. And so we get the fucking all of it where he starts crawling. I li- I liked that we had the transition where he first is obviously terrified of it and he can hardly walk and stuff, but then we get the transition where he's like, "No, actually, you know what? This is once again kind of turning into a cool thing." He's like, "I should get a fucking Nobel Peace Prize for this shit." And it's like, "Should you? Should you?" <laughs> That's where that alcohol <laughs> got infused into his brain so, a little bit. Would you guys Sorry, would you guys um be the first person to go through a telepod no. Only if there's a fly in there with me. So Matt, one of our good listeners, he was on our Batman episodes. He's the first person to ever tell me the terrors of teleportation. Because <laughs> he was genu- genuinely terrified of teleportation. <laughs> Why? And I'm like, Matt, it don't exist here. Yeah. You're okay. <laughs> like, what was he afraid of? Oh, no, he's, because... in, he's in the military. He might know something we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is years before that even. <laughs> well, they've been able to make um, particles teleport like a meter well, but that's like a the that's it. You know, he's afraid of death, in the sense where it is that use death, and then an approximation on the other side. Even even oh, even if it's the most purest approximation ever, it's still not technically you. Yeah, you technically died. Yeah, and that's where I I we talked about it just uh, before the break, where we were talking about like the system that would be writing your brain Mm -hmm. basically 3d printing your brain would have to have a copy of your whole brain scan and its way of thinking in order to replicate it into the now essentially clone so then would that mean there's also another copy of you on the computer what if 
through teleportation, it saves your makeup, your your DNA makeup. Oh, but then dude. someone pulls out the memory card, so then you have to leave the computer on for the next two <laughs> weeks, or you're gonna lose yourself. You know, you just gotta keep it running. <laughs> no, I just mean like, what if then that creates AI? Oh, holy shit! Like, yes, obviously it would have perfectly implanted human functioning, you know, nerve. So would it be AI even with biological material? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's probably the only way. What we can I mean, like, is like, uh, would there be a a copy, like an AI, an artificial intelligence now of you on the computer? Yeah, after teleporting, right? Yes, that'd there probably be the most be. true version of you left yes. around. <laughs> that would be the the. The only purest form after your degenerated self on the source pod, the first pod. And so you would be de- dematerialized. You are essentially dead. And everything else after after teleportation is copy. And so it's almost like how someone if, if someone wanted to make a story point for Halo competitive play, it's you are never out there. It is your gen- DNA makeup. That has that is being spawned out there, yeah. <laughs> and every time you die, it just generates a new. It, it sends your memories, those memories, like a lightning bolt, back into the core of you, and so it just reclones you out there again. So you knew, oh, there's a guy up in that. Damn! Now know. we're now we're getting into Naruto fucking <laughs> clone rules, which is exactly that: the shadow clones oh, the keep shadow all clones. the memories <laughs> and then transport them back to the original host once they die. See, I, this is something that I've thought a lot. About. Yeah, <laughs> clones. <laughs> and teleportation and i th- the root of it starts with matt's matt coming to me and being like i'm scared of teleportation well and that's it that's the craziest thing we really can't talk you if you really think about it you can't talk about teleportation without also having to consider clones as a reality because at mm-hmm. the end of the day that is what it would be unless it's some stargate shit where we just figure out wormholes right. and then i wouldn't even consider that teleportation so much as just like walking from one place to another and having bent yeah. time and space around yeah, yourself the, you know that's the the pencil through the paper yeah where yes. we go e yeah. equals mc teleportation i don't yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> so so going back to your question it depends on the type of teleportation if mm-hmm. it is where it dematerializes me i would never teleport if it is the stargate rules where it's black hole just time and space being bent out of reality why not I'll give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> My thing is, is that if you think you'd only be able to teleport so many times in the dematerialization version without it just driving you absolutely insane or something, like okay. how many times can you copy a copy well, that's before like it just you, becomes that's fucked up? The machine, the co- the teleporter would have to keep your original <laughs> state on. So it's not that it's copying the copy over and over again. Like, what if you use different like, teleporters? Like, have y'all ever... <laughs> you know, are they, are they all running off of one hard oh, drive? Let's hope, let's hope the Wi-Fi is good. <laughs> exactly. Y'all, y'all know that face app, the face swap yes. apps and stuff like that? Have y'all ever face swapped with your own face? No. And then you just keep... Like, you face swap with that face, then you take that face and face swap <laughs> with that. And you just keep face swapping That's over hilarious. and over. I know what we're doing after we're done. And recording. eventually it gets, like grotesque i feel like that's what that would eventually yeah. lead to you know? loves but, <laughs> but that's your brain you know that yeah. would be your brain that's a good call i mean there would have to be a way to instantly re-upload your thoughts and memories onto the core save mm-hmm. of your of it's your just AI. adding those new files <laughs> yeah in order to replicate a currently thinking me on the other end. that would require memory to be a physical thing that the computer could understand and like keep up mm-hmm. with though and that's yeah. the even more just like 
part that's just like, yeah, no, this shit's real. It would, be, it would, it would have to be integrated with AI yeah. in order to keep it fluid and actually real thought. That would be just ideas. Really terrifying. Yeah. Because like theoretically, you being a sentient being, if the AI is not sentient, once you go through, it has the potential to become sentient because it could just learn off of you. Yes. Yeah. That's you what know? I'm also afraid of. Like a different me thinking differently and acting differently. You it's, know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. I so, hate, it. I hate you're, it. You're, you're afraid of Nega Ian? <laughs> I am afraid of Nega Ian. You're not allowed to say It's like that. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't say that. <laughs> you were just out of control. He said, he said her did last episode. <laughs> You said that shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, I am afraid of Nega Ian. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine just one jerky scientist be like, he likes big dicks now. And like, just fucking with your shit a little bit. You know what I mean? He's just making I everybody mean, gay. Oh, they no, go yeah. Teleportation. <laughs> like, it would have to be like, he likes little dicks now. <laughs> That's where I'm like, no! He's just, no! Add, just adding confidence to all his clients. He's like... <laughs> Big dick energy. <laughs> you come out just like, what's up, bros? Yeah. Everyone's just shoving each other. My guy? <laughs> just, oh, God, what have I done? They're going to bully me. I'm a nerd. My, I had it set to Chad. <laughs> Not Ian. Damn it. They all got Chad energy. Fuck. Okay. But this movie gets even scarier when it comes to the concept of him being like, well, one, her pregnancy, which mm-hmm. is a terrifying oh, thing my as God. soon as they introduce it. And I'm looking at this casting right now, and David Cronenberg was the guy in college yes. in that scene? Yes. I love <laughs> oh, that. What, he is was? He, what is he, M. Night Shyamalan? He's yeah. like, I'm going to play little roles. <laughs> yes. And that was awesome because that was a that was a bad dream that she had. Yeah, yeah that's true. Of her giving birth to a fucking maggot. It was a larva. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's a fucked up, it's a fucked up movie. But it's also, you can suspend your disbelief enough, I think, to get really good. That part it. fucked me up. I love that the gynecologist <laughs> in her dreams was impatient. He's like, why'd y'all call me in the middle of the yeah. night? You think well, you were just... <laughs> you can tell that he had obviously been at like a dinner party or something because he was dressed uh, up. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, good call. She really put some detail in that dream. Yeah. <laughs> well, that one wasn't a dream. You think that, that was part a wasn't a dream? I thought, oh, I assumed the whole what? sequence right. must You're be right. a dream. That, yeah. that was a dream, yeah. Um. Where were we though? Oh, it's just the yeah, fucking Brundle gets more and more Brundly. He metamorphosizes even more and starts puking on his food, which was <laughs> okay. I know, I probably know where you hated where he pulled off his yes, fingers. The fingernail scene, I essentially oh, didn't where he watch as popping his fingers. Yeah, I didn't take, I didn't watch a second of the fingernail scene. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, exactly. And that, and exactly, I can tell it's fucking puppet hands, you yeah. know what I mean? Like the ones we definitely see the fingers molding together and stuff. I can tell it's. A fucking suit that he's in, but, but that's this... also supposed to ha- be how it's supposed to look because yeah. his skin's all fucked up yeah, as but well. Him like that whole part where he's like pushing on his ear, you know, and it's all gross. Like all of those parts, uh, I was just like, I'm not, ha- I'm not having fun with this movie now. You know, what about the arm wrestling scene? The arm wrestling scene was fine. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's such that shock and all kind of violence where it, like shows it for a second, but then immediately is like, all right, now Pulls we're away. done with that. Yeah. Versus being like for five minutes, like, oh, can I like, <laughs> take off multiple fingernails and put them in my cabinet of fucking what did he say? The Brundle <laughs> me, Mystery <laughs> Museum. Let me pop my finger pimples. Yeah, uh, um, terrible. You fuckers. I, th- I loved it. I thought it was so cool. Um, no, the, there's a scene where he goes and he's he's like, okay, Do you think I'll his find- penis fell off. Yeah, it was in the. I think that, his, that, it was, that was one of the. Things yeah, it was one the, of the things in the. 
I was pretty confident because there yeah. was like a stick. And then when I saw no, it in there, there was like a lump of flesh. Yeah. yeah. And then when okay. it shows him again, I noticed that he was like a, you know, sexual in the front at that point. And basically, so it like, must be his dick. I'd keep it. Yeah. I'd keep yeah, my I'd... ear, my dick, my fingernails, you know, yeah. to my teeth. I'd keep them right next to each other. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised he didn't try to preserve them any more than they. <laughs> They're just, <laughs> just sitting on the dirty ass. Well, I think they just <laughs> fell off and they were already like, okay, time to put it here. It was a good place. Um, don't he, look in the medicine cabinet, honey. <laughs> He's he like, goes, or do. <laughs> he kind of invites her to. He's mm. trying to find someone who will go through the pod. And mm-hmm. so he's like, okay, just a bar girl. Because yeah. he's a random bar patron. He's essentially trying to reduce the amount of fly in his DNA. Not yet. Not yet. This is because he thinks that the transporter oh, the makes you stronger. Yeah. had sifted out all the bad The qualities. impurities of him, yeah. And so he believes he is a pure self, but it's because he's been given fly. supernatural fly. agility. Yeah. yeah, powers of the fly, man. <laughs> yeah, fly powers. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, and so he's he's going to try and convince this girl, but in order to do it, he has to arm wrestle uh, her, one of her boyfriends. Yeah, just a buddy of hers. One and of break her it. boyfriends. They were a throuple. Because when they were arm wrestling, they were making dolly eyes at each other, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would convince me to come home with you if you break my buddy's arm you know I'd be like you know what i should go to this man's home with him per- just one- just the two of us you know what was really weird whenever they were arm wrestling and he started fucking sweating on his hand oh. that was the pre the yeah is that just, what that was yeah coming okay. out of, underneath his fingertips i was yeah. like what the fuck is going on and Nightmares. Just fly juice i guess milk i love fly juice. <laughs> he's the milkman fly milk <laughs> yeah oh, oh the milkman like from alien yeah yeah exactly instead of milk robots he's a milk fly <laughs> um but yeah he he breaks that guy's fucking wrist or his yeah forearm forearm shatters right out pretty cool looks looks great um, and then the girl's like, all right, let's go. Yeah, time to fuck. <laughs> you know what? I'll suck your dick. Yeah. <laughs> and so he can't even convince her to go through the pod. Um, and he's yeah. about to force her into yeah. it is what we see, which is the more evil side of it, the science we get to see him. But then we get Gina That's Davis, true. who is his moral center throughout the film. Yeah. Basically like, no, girl, get out of here. She's you like, know? yo, homie, what the fuck is he doing? Fool? Once again, being people just being able to just walk into his apartment whenever yeah. they fucking feel their need. Mm-hmm. And, and just, his, <laughs> his top secret shit all over. Yeah. That reminds me of um, fucking Morbius with the bats, the top secret bat. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's exactly that. Like, oh, I can, no one can know about this shit. And then it's just an unlocked door for and, anybody to walk and in. And on top of that, like the assistant walks in mm. in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Morbius is a remake of The Fly. I, it tracks. <laughs> it, yeah. Kind of. Jared Leto, Jeff Goldblum, same thing. Fly juice, <laughs> bat juice. Oh my goodness! They both become ugly. Yeah, they do both become ugly. Flyman and Batman, <laughs> both antiheroes for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, he becomes the fly. He becomes a fucking monster. And I had seen the final version of the fly, and I never realized that was from these movies. Like it when it finally like bursts bad. out of the. Yeah. Yeah, when it bursts out of the Jeff suit and it's finally just the fucking full creepy looking thing that's yeah, trying Gina to like. Yeah, Davis tries to like push him off of her. Yeah. And, and he, he starts rips like. Rips off her his jaw. Which I was Dude. like, oh, okay, didn't see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> so he starts gargling and he's like, all right, time for met- full, full metamorphosis. Yeah. yeah, when he all fell apart like that, fucking perfectly done. Yeah. I think he looked great. Stellar. I think it is the same mecha- makeup team as the thing. 
Oh, really? I think it is. I think it's the same. Voice. I would believe that, especially mm. for like the baboon scene and stuff, which felt very reminiscent. What are they like? Two, three years apart? Which came first? Movies? Oh, the, yeah. The, the thing of the, the fly. The thing was first okay. by, yeah, like three years, because I think mm. the thing is 84 and this is 86, right? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's find out. 82. So 82. Okay. Yeah, a few years on or it, no, for sure. Years, uh, four years apart. Regardless, yeah. Um, but um, this movie got me hankering so much that I was going to start watching The Fly 2, which uh-huh. is also on HBO Max mm-hmm. at the time of recording this. And I did. I watched the first eight oh, or boy. so minutes. Uh-huh. Is but it... then I thought, I shouldn't watch this because then I will talk about it too much on this Is episode. it also Cronenberg? No. So... That movie is directed by a special effects artist who I think worked on this movie. So I'm probably going to try to watch that movie. He's like, I could do it better. I think <laughs> you should. It's starring Eric Stoltz. Oh. Who's the not Marty McFly. Yeah. And <laughs> Marty McFly? Yeah. Not Marty. Yeah, the one that w- w- should have. Yeah, he's not Marty McFly. McFly. He's the fly too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Marty McFly he, too. <laughs> he's like, oh, I can't be Marty McFly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be some sort of McFly. You hear me? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure... He's the child of Gina Davis. Oh, because the movie starts and there's it's it's fucking John Getz as Stathis, and then a new woman who is not Gina Davis giving birth, and they're up. He's up in like the observatory area. Of is he the, missing a hand and a foot? He, sh- I don't, you know, I didn't look. He should be. <laughs> he should be. Um, and she's screaming in pain, and then a helicopter lands, and there's like this general. That comes in, and he's overlooking. Is it Morgan Freeman? No. <laughs> How fucking dope would that have been? No, but he's look overlooking the birth, and she's screaming up at him like, "You swore this wouldn't happen." And then she, I think she dies during childbirth. She gives birth to this terrifying thing that breaks open, and there's just a human baby inside. But it is like a Cronenberg esque, like yeah, m- pile of like goop yeah goop and and flesh and flesh and like cracking open at the same time and then they pull a baby out of it um and then it shows the fly too and i was like okay i gotta watch this later i can't watch it right <laughs> it seemed pretty good though yeah i was like this is fucking you're feeling sick. it yeah when did it come out 89 89 okay yeah. oh so just three years later yeah wow which i think is also when Back to the Future came out. They they and must so Stoltz have, was hot. Yeah, they so, must have yeah. started filming like right away. What if he turned down I mean, Back to the, the Future? After Fly Two came, I mean the original came one came out. They probably ordered a Fly Two, and Cronenberg was not interested. Yeah. yeah. So one of the special effects guys was like, "I'll do, do it this shit." <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what were you saying, Kevin? I was gonna say, what if Eric Stoltz turned decided not to do Marty McFly after all? Because he was like, "No, I would rather do an already successful <laughs> franchise." <laughs> No, I'd rather I'd I'd rather do an actual fly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Marty McFly. I thought you were saying the fly. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were saying the fly goes back. I to love the Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no. I'm not going back to the future. I'm doing fly. Yeah. <laughs> um. Fuck. What was I going to say? Oh yeah. Uh, Marty McFly. Is that the name of uh like a fly at McDonald's? <laughs> no, the McFly. <laughs> yeah, the McFly. You guys ever had one of those? God damn it! I meant to import. A soundbite. I have the soundbite of Jeff Goldblum just saying cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, you did it 100% we right really now. We <laughs> need that. I'm going to get it right now. I got one word for you. <laughs> cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. <laughs> that was not the word I expected. <laughs> I know, me neither. <laughs> <laughs>
thought he was going to go cock. <laughs> Since that was a popular theme of this movie. What? His cock? <laughs> Damn it. I have the wrong Google Drive on here. Um, I'll have to get it another day. Wow. I'll just I'll clip it into the episode right here. Go ahead, Jeff. Do your thing. Cheeseburger. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the fly. This fucking movie. I get it. I get why it's iconic. Mm-hmm. And it, like I said, there was a significantly less amount of Cronenberg than I expected in it. Because you're right. Part of me expected that once he came out of the pod right out the gate was going to just immediately be monster you know and i thought it was just gonna be a monster movie from that point on so the fact that it was a big transition into the monster with several cool phases yeah to get to kind of experience through it i expected wings at some point that was something i was a little surprised by that even in final monster mode something that's most iconic and even named after the its ability to fly yeah uh didn't have wings in its human form was kind of like that's weird but all right i think it was (laughs) still changing yeah it it wasn't the final form it was just our final form. oh dude so he was like this isn't even my final form (laughs) can you imagine the fly versus goku (laughs) the fly versus frieza goku would just let him stand there and melt and power up you know (laughs) The like, like, I want to see you when you're strong. Yeah, exactly. Goku would be like, I'm going to wait until you're stronger. I'm going to yeah. wait until you're, you're full fly. <laughs> fly man. Yeah, fly man. Um, but yeah, I, I love I love this movie. I can't believe it's taken me this long to watch it. You know, the the, the entire final encounter where he, you know, we obviously get him t- fused with the, tra- the fucking telepod and we get the like last mm-hmm. version of him just crawling towards her and then she fucking points the gun and he grabs it and put, sticks it to his own head. I was like, this is so fucking dramatic. It's mm-hmm. awesome. You know? Yeah, I loved it. And then she blows his head off, drops to her knees, starts ba- wailing and then it's just over. The movie ends. Credits fucking roll. I think that was one of the best ways to end that film though for sure i think that's a lot of 80 movies movies scary movies did it you know what i mean it was like the point is to beat the monster the monster's dead we're not gonna have 10 minutes of closure afterwards the monster's dead the end you know Well, the point is to be afraid of the monster yeah. and so we tease the monster at the end anyways you know mm-hmm. yeah i agree there were other endings shot there's endings where we see gina davis having nightmares in fucking stathis's bed with him while they're dr- sleeping together and Jeff Goldblum's been on record saying, like, to Cronenberg, like, please do not use those. They don't make any sense. They're not, that's not her character. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, Je- Jeff Goldblum and, and Gina Davis were both kind of, like, all in on this movie. They loved doing this movie. They they felt precious that's about cool. it. To the point where Gina Davis didn't even want to do these other endings yeah. that they were trying to propose. You know, I think for movies like this, that's one of my favorite ways to end a film, is just... Black screen roll credits. Yeah. yeah. You know, just no closure. It. Yeah, exactly. It's like the opposite of collateral, which was, you know, when they walk away from having killed Tom Cruise with like the anticipation of a better future. It's like, no, there's nothing better after yeah. this. It should have yeah. been boom, boom, dead. The movie's over. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It should have cut to black while they're on the subway and then that's it. Yeah. And like yeah. the last line of the movie should have been, you think anybody will notice, then he dies, you know, and then Dude, write a credits roll. <laughs> or even. Even even better, or maybe like after the credits or mid credits, it just goes to another shot of Tom Cruise just sitting there and like the sun's rising or something. Dude, in the that background. should be just the credits. Yeah, yeah. Just sitting They're there dead the on whole the train. time, and, and the sun's either going down, it continues going down, or it starts rising. And someone like comes and sits day. next to him. <laughs> Dude <laughs> tries to like hand him an M M&M and M or something. Like he opens up his bag. They like look at him, give him a dirty look, like alcohol. Like, but that, <laughs> that would be that would be really cool. Honestly, <laughs> that would be cool. Um. But like even like the the stupid movie ideas that I would have, like that's one of the 
endings that I wanted to make for like that thriller film I had thought of. Was it just ends? Yeah, like, where it, it just the the killer dies and fade to black. Yeah. Not not even fade to black. Killer dies, cut to black. Yeah. Roll credits. It's yeah. it's a first person point of view of the killer and he, as being he's being killed and then as he dies and fades to black. Movie ends. Well, you actually, actually in the in the point film it was the first person point of view in film and the way it ended was he gets hit in the face with a big rock, like a girl. Climbs on top of him and smashes a rock into his face, and that's so hot. and so that's how you cut, cut to black, black. roll roll credits. So in other words, it's a really quick fade to black, but with a brick. It's it's fading from up here down to here. Talk about hitting rock bottom, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I I love this movie. Um, this is this is fucking sick, and um, now one of my this is going in a new club I'm calling um, Ian's uh, Coolest Movies. Oh, oh the Bug Club. <laughs> the cool... The Ian. Bug Club. We need like, uh, like, a, club. like a xylophone. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Running every time. This goes into Ian's favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> no. Cheeseburgers. Ian's Coolest Movies. Ian's Coolest Movies. And Ian's fucking Buggest sorry. Movies. And so I'm going to go ahead and initiate The Fly as being the first one of Ian's Coolest Movies. That's your rating. Yeah. I'm going to put... Oh, just an asterisk next to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's an it gets the ICM award. All right. Do you guys want to write this movie? Yeah, I'm gonna give it uh, one pillow over my eyes <laughs> <laughs> because that's what I had for parts of it. <laughs> All right. What about you, Paul Damien? Um, two telepods and an inside-out baboon. That's so much. <laughs> baboon. Cat boon, really? <laughs> True. Well, um, yeah. I would have, like I said at the t- top, I would have never watched this movie if it wasn't for the podcast. But I'm genuinely glad that I did, and can now say I have seen this film because you're right; it is just like the thing, which is a kind of similar in theory. Uh, it, I see this. I see why these hold, you mm-hmm. know, their their fucking acclaim and why yeah. they are cult classics because exactly they're such incredibly crafted films. That are also horrifying for me. So, you know, it works out. <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, come back next week. We're going to be doing Resident Evil, the original film, 2002. Fork, yeah. yeah Fork dude. in A. Fork it up. Um, this is, a, I think this is going to make Paul W.S. Anderson our top done director. Hell yeah. Good for him. Oh, wow. He's got the most middle initials. I love so. Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> Paul W.S. Sess. Anderson. West Side. He's from West Side. He's from Wessex. Yes, he is from Wessex. Paul from Wessex Anderson. <laughs> so come back for that. I've never seen it. And it's gonna be a lot of fun, hopefully. Um rate and review us for you guys movie. get podcasts. It's gonna be Oh, Paul Damon, what'd you say? I was just saying it's a good movie. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Um rate it and is. review us for you guys get your podcast. Um <laughs> Because we love that shit. We love to see those stars. I think I love it the most, so do it for me. Do it for Paul Damien. Do there it for you me. Go. All right, and thank you all so very much for being here, and we'll uh, kill you then, or we'll kill you on another time. Whoa. That's fucked up. That's kind of fucked up. We'll fuse you with the fly then. Oh, yeah. We'll fuse you on another time. Watch. No. Watch. Is <laughs> 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 there what? Fuck, I can't talk. Just, <laughs> just get out of here. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.